Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot Z-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Tomorrow, 19 years in the making. The alumni rematch between the Edmonton Oilers alumni and the Montreal Canadiens alumni. It's called Legends for Lungs. It will take place out at Sakers Acres. And uh, some of the alumni involved uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, Kevin Lowe will coach the team. We've had Shane Corson on the show. Glenn Anderson's going to join us tomorrow. Uh, George LaRock is coming up in 15 seconds' time, along with Louis DeBrus, Kyle Brodziak, Fernando Pisani, Jason Strudwick. They've even got a country music superstar, Gord Bamford. Uh, former Oiler, he had, I think he played six games here, Jesse Belanger and former Oiler Sean Bell, great guy, a part of the Canadiens alumni with Mike Keane and a goaltender, a Richard 78 coach by Yvonne Lambert. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Nothing better than having a beef jerky uh, uh, plug for a headliner for George LaRock, who's a vegan. Hello, George. How you doing? <laughs> I was just going to say that. Every time you introduce me, you always talk about beef jerky just before. Well, uh, I don't know about beef jerky, but you're on with a jerk. I can tell you that. So uh, <laughs> you, so you're obviously in town. Well, I know you're in town because we were looking to do something else, but scheduling just wasn't going to work this tight of a window right now. Uh, how much are you looking for uh, tomorrow's uh, alumni game? you going to have some fun with that? Yes, of course, we have lots of fun because, uh, you know, it's always fun to play hockey in Edmonton at home in front of our fans, the best fans in the NHL, and to play with former teammates also. So we're going to have lots of fun uh, regarding that. And also, um, you know, we have a rematch. We rematch to win because the first ever Classic, although Classic, we lost against Montreal. And now I intend that we're going to win. And since Kevin Lowe was the best coach I've ever had and the coach that I had when I scored my hat trick, I at least have to score one and do at least one Lerac leash 
uh, in tomorrow's game. Uh, that I could predict you that. All right. Uh, lots to get to there. How in, in the very first Heritage Classic, which was a brilliant concept, and you know Patrick LaForge and L. Watt and Stu McDonald were all part of that, and it was ridiculed at first, and it was – how cold was it for you guys out on the ice, George? Man, it was it, it was crazy how cold it was. We thought that the game it, it close to being canceled. The ice was very chippy, uh, just like when you used to play in the park when we were kids. So there was not a lot of hitting, and it's the first time that guys were happy sitting on the bench because of the bench warmers that were there. It was awesome, man. The, the atmosphere, everything was good. It's just, but the, the only thing is, Bob, is every time I think of that. I remember that year we missed the playoff by two points, but we had the classic hangover after that game that we lost. Yep. I think we, we had like two win the next 18 games, something like this, and we missed the playoff by two games. So uh, the memory of that to me is just that we missed the playoff after as great as the experience was. And, you know, the fans were awesome. They watched back-to-back games. The alumni played before the actual, you know, Oilers game after. So they were sitting for a long time. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's an experience that a lot of people won't forget because how cold that it was, but surely not for the game because we lost. Uh, no one was going near you in that game, eh? No, no, no. But, you know, uh, again, when it's that cold, who wants to drop the glove when it's that freezing, right? When it's so cold. George, you know, and, and, yeah. I have something for you. Keep going, and then I have something funny for you in terms of who I bumped into last night in Washington in the arena. So keep going. No way. No way, but yeah. So uh, Darren Langdon was on that team, actually, and uh, we look at each other once. We're laughing. We're like, there's no way we're dropping the glove <laughs> in that game because it was way too cold. And, and it's just – and it, we, there was not even hitting. There's barely any hitting because it was too cold. It was crazy. You know, like, we, we had tubes under a helmet and stuff. It was tough to see sometimes because it go, it go above our eyes and stuff. But, you know, it, it was awesome because look at the trend that the NHL did after that. We were the first. Look, Edmonton is the first to do many things. We're the first that had the fans started singing the national anthem uh, on top of Paul Lurio that would just raise his mic. The other building copied us. The noise that we, we started measure that was as loud as the, the private jets. Or, so when we started measuring that, then other teams started to do that. We did the first Winter Classic. Other teams started to do that. See, Edmonton is the first of everything, Bob. There we go. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Now we're going to have some fun here. So last night, scouting at the game, uh, two guys. that One was a legend in the 1980s and a player that I think, well, I've referred to him as the cold-blooded assassin. Dave Brown was there last night in Washington uh, for uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. Dennis Bonvey was there. The all Dennis Bonvey has more penalty minutes all time in pro hockey than and, and you know Dennis isn't not I mean Dennis is not a huge guy, George, but he fought all the times and so and he knew how to get inside guys' kitchens a bit once in a while. Um but I know you've re- recalled some humorous antidotal stories. Dennis is with Boston by the way. Some funny stories with those two guys over the years. Yeah, you you know, uh, I played with Dennis Bonzi uh, and uh, with the with the Bulldogs, which was the American Oilers farm team. And that time, my first year in the American Hockey League, we had the toughest. I think in the history of American Hockey League, we had the toughest team ever. It was me, Dennis Bonzi, Martin Light, Jason Bowen, Sean Brown. Man, we people were petrified playing us. It was crazy. And I remember Dennis, like, like at the end of the games, 
he always tried to get misconduct and stuff because he tried to get as many pins as he could. So many times we're chirping the other bands. Guys are petrified to playing us because we're so tough. And believe it or not, as tough as the team that we had, Lord Mulliken was the coach, we made it to the Calder Cup final. We weren't even supposed to make the playoffs that year, and uh, we did. Uh, we got the last spot, and we made it to the Calder Cup final. It was amazing. I'll, I'll never forget those years. And, uh, you know, it's funny because there was a big rivalry between me and Bonzi because we were both tough guys, and we both wanted to be called up, you know, to play for the Oilers. And uh, eventually... Uh, you know, I was the one that got called up, and uh, Dennis went <laughs> elsewhere. But you know what, though, I couldn't wait till I would have the chance to eventually fight him in the NHL, and I did. When he played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I played for the Oilers, and when you say Bob that he was really good coming in the inside in a fight, well, I tell you what, you could see that fight in YouTube. He didn't come inside. Nothing in that fight. <laughs> you kept him outside the whole fight. <laughs> I told him. I told. I told. I told uh, Dennis and uh, Dave Brown that you hit me uh, skating today. How oh, they love that story. Actually, did you tell? Did Dave Brown how was petrified? I told him about George. I told him. I said, Dave goes. I wasn't gonna fight the kid. He was like 18 at the time. There was no way. I I go, George said he was so scared he looked back between his legs. He goes, no. He goes, a couple of years later, he would have destroyed me. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah, but it doesn't matter years later. It's like at 18 years old, all that was going through my mind is how he broke Stu Brimson's face. They took my when I remember when Sparky took the visor off my helmet and was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> my poor visor. I used to protect my face with this. Now I gotta fight Dave Brown with no visors. You could break my face like a bit. You're too grimson. That's what I have to do to play in the NHL. Forget it. I'm fighting Frederick Oduya instead. Some other rookies that was there, and that was it. It was like you were there, George. It was like you were there at the conversation. He brought. He goes. He fought some other guy, and I was like. Oh, this guy, he goes, this LaRock kid can fight. And I'm thinking the guy on our team's, he's not a very good fighter. Hey. Listen, another thing, next time you see Dave Brown, you could tell him that he scored that game. And when he scored that game in the exhibition game, I almost went to congratulate him <laughs> just, to, just so he knows not to fight me. Say, oh, this kid is pretty nice. I won't fight him. So I wanted to, listen, I was playing with Louie. Louie was in my lineup. And Louis looked a bit scared of Dave Brown, and he was the veteran. So I was like, if Louis is afraid of Dave Brown, I'm the rookie. You know what petrify I am? Forget it. I'm not fighting this guy. Man, man. It, it was like, I can't, like, when I look back, Bob, I can't believe that I fought for 13 years in the NHL and, and I had the reputation that I had. Because one thing's for sure coming out of junior hockey, for a tough guy, it's not the same thing as when you're first round pick, right. you're there to score goals or putting up points. When you're a tough guy, you fight junior hockey. I was bigger than everyone, so it was easy. When I got into the NHL with my size, it didn't matter because there was guys bigger than me. There was killers that were out there. They didn't care that I, that I had a good reputation in junior hockey. In the NHL, it didn't matter. And I was like, man, how am I going to do this? Because another thing, too, that I didn't have that other guys had, 
I did not have a mean streak in me. Right. Every time I fought, I was never mad. I had to gear myself into it, but it was not me. I was a giant teddy bear and I had to fight killers. Guys that, that put Vaseline in their face during the warm-up, that look at me when I was killing, that made it obvious they were going to ask me. Guys that, that didn't even play a shift. Guys that had deep boys like George Leroy, come on, let's go, let's go dance. And it was like, I didn't do anything. Why you want to fight? Man, that's the guys that I had to fight that would gear up for me, watching tapes of me, how I was, this big lefty coming up. I want to put, give a name to myself fighting the big George Rock. And I was like, my God. And then you, and you imagine all this, they used to put the, the Rock song every time I was getting into a fight. You know how much pressure I had? I couldn't lose. <laughs> I was worried number 27 of Dave Samenko. I had to honor Dave. Man, Dave, every time Dave came to the dressing room and I looked at him, first of all, you still scary and you look like he's still play and he could still fight i didn't want to lose a fight so he could say kid don't wear my number anymore you're embarrassing, embarrassing me man i had all this pressure taking the number of a legend that i didn't even know was number 27 otherwise i would have took like a, a, a crappier number like number i don't know like maybe number 28 or 29 somebody else <laughs> George, you're on a roll. You're on, hey, by the way, just circling back to Bonvi, I mentioned all-time uh, most penalty minutes in pro history. That year in 96-97, when you guys went to the Calder Cup final, he had 522 penalty minutes, okay? So you're thinking, that's in 96-97. Ten years later, in 05-06, he had 431 penalty minutes playing for the Penguins farm team. I mean, he was he was on the farm team, George. He never got called up that year to play with you guys in Pittsburgh when we, you went to Pittsburgh in the 06, 07, 07, 08 year. That guy, that dude played a lot, and he wasn't that big. Like, he was, he was, he was what was he, Darren Langdon's size, maybe? I mean, listen, Dennis Bombi is the biggest gamer I've ever seen of all time. Dennis, loved, like, contrary to me, he loved fighting. It's all he talked about, and he loved it. He loved doing it and stuff. And he had the mean streak in him. I didn't. I'd listen to him sometime talking about it. I was like, my God, I'm never going to be like this. I, I was never a guy that liked talking about it. But him, he loved it. And, he, and sometimes we would pick guys who were going to go after. And he would take him and I would take him. Like, we would play like rock, paper, and scissors to see who we're going to go after who next. It was crazy. But Dennis was like the ultimate. And as a rookie, to plan a team where he was there, to me it was good because you know, playoff is the toughest team in the American Hockey League when it's your first year you play professionally. For your confidence, it's better because you get to learn from someone. Because I learned a lot from him because I knew nothing about fighting men when right. I got in the NHL. I was fighting kids junior hockey. I was bigger than everyone. It was easy. But you know what? Fighting American Hockey League, it was another, like, it was another world. So with the adjustment, with Dennis being around, it was much easier. George, one final one for you, and then we'll give a plug to tomorrow's event again. Uh, we were in Montreal. It sucked, George. Nothing was open. There was no fans in the building. And then during the game, you know, the Oilers routed Montreal, and Zach Cassian bumped into Samuel Montembeau. Oh, man. How upset were the fans in your radio show in Montreal on Monday when uh, with the, res- the very tepid response? Eventually, uh, what's his name? Pezzazada ended up fighting Zach. And Zach drilled him right into the goal, and then Zach hit his hand on the crossbar. But uh, how upset were folks in Montreal over that? First of all, that Patriot guy that you guys shipped to Montreal, you could take him back with his contract, okay? Because everybody was so mad at Patriot because he had an A on his jersey. He was right behind the incident, what happened. They were, Montreal was getting pummeled in the score, 
And then when Cassian did that, Petri didn't do one thing. He's scared by him. He's like, why did you do that? And he left. That's it. He should have took his head off. Are you kidding me? Montreal is getting beat like this. He runs into the goalie and nobody does anything. It was embarrassing. Petrie, because of this, everybody wants him gone. They don't care what they get in return for him and stuff because it's bad leadership. This team is dead. Montreal, there's no spirit on that team. Everybody wants to leave. Nobody wants to be there anymore. It's a bad atmosphere, and it shows you how there's no team spirit on that team. You don't run into a goalie, don't do anything. That poor goalie, like, he could have been concussed. And you know what? Cassian, you are so lucky that I was not playing because if I did, I would have took your head off. You fought Pezzetta, which is, uh, you know, it, it was easy. It was not a fight. You would have never done something like this if I would have been playing. But you know what? Good for you. You're the only guy, uh, you know, on the team that could do this. Nobody in Montreal could respond. So, okay, do that. But you know what? Do that against Washington, too. Do that against Washington when there's, there's somebody that is there. Do that against the Rangers when, you know, like uh, there's a big tough guy that is there, Reeves that is there. Do that also against bigger teams, not, a, not just against teams that has no soul and won't defend themselves like this because he knew nobody was going to do anything. If that's I just, Bob, even if you wear a pair of skates tomorrow, you could probably beat him. Well, you know, George, what's interesting, I, I was thinking about the response because last night um, uh, Hathaway, who runs around a lot, uh, he, he he ran Kane in the boards and Kane went ass over tea kettle in the oh, bench. And then, and then he hit Connor and Yamamoto, and I've always said to you, George, and you know I'd use this same method too, the stick is the equalizer. And Yamamoto cross-checked Hathaway as hard as he could, twice from behind. Yamamoto's fought, and then Cassian went after Hathaway, and then later on in the game, Kane went back after Hathaway. So they did have a little bit of pushback, but Montreal or Washington were pushing the Oilers a bit in that second period, George. And what did Cassian do? Well, he went after him. He went after him in the third, yep. Okay, okay. Tried to get him to go. So, in a tie tie game, George, which is a little bit risky. Hey, George, we got to cut this loose because I got to get a whole bunch of sold stuff in here. Uh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Jack and me are going to do play-by-play. You played for both the Canadians and the Oilers. You start the game with the Oilers. Kevin Lowe is there, and I hear the Canadians' management is trying to make a trade to get you to play the second half of the game for Montreal. You and Shane Corson, so... We'll see what happens. I hope, I, I hope that the fans won't let that happen and they start booing so then they, uh, they stop that transaction happening. All right. Awesome stuff. Hey, thanks for doing the show. You were on fire today, my man. Anytime, bro. There you go. That is George LaRock. We got a lot to get to. Here we go. We will start uh, with the Oilers Now Prospect Report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, I figured we'd just check in on the scoring rankings in the Western Hockey League. You mentioned that uh, Dylan Gunther's on a recent heater. 27 goals, 27 assists for 54 points through 34 games. That doesn't even crack the top five, though. But he is trailed uh, just by one spot by Josh Williams, his teammate, his 20-year-old overage teammate. Williams with 20 goals, uh, 34 points, or 34 uh, assists for 54 points, that is. Leading the way, Kyle Krenkovic, who played uh, a little bit in Sherwood Park system, actually, yep. Bob, while uh, the Western League was having its time away last season. He's got 60 points in 39 games. He might even be draft eligible. If, if uh, he has a bed King. 
uh, is with the Red Deer Rebels. He's a 19-year-old, a six-foot-two right shot. He's having a terrific season this year. Would not surprise a bit like Brett Leeson, a little bit of a late bloomer. Leeson went in the second round to Washington a couple of years ago. Could see King get drafted out of Red Deer this year as a 19-year-old. Royal Pizza Pizza Pass so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendations the Mediterranean Chicken. We'll tell you that cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. They're just great guys, and they're 10-time Presidents Award winners for customer satisfaction. Right now, the best way to get a vehicle these days is to custom order one. Discounts are available from both Brent Ridge Ford and the Ford Motor Company of Canada on most custom orders. Get the exact equipment and colors you want. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. They'll even give you their theories about hockey as well. You can reach them at one 877 or at brentridge.com. As we wrap up with this day in Oilers history... See, I didn't update it on the script. I just wanted to see how you'd handle that, but I do oh, have something. Well, that's you. why I, if I hadn't <laughs> tweeted about this the day before, I would have gone ahead and read it like a dummy because, oh, you read the script. Okay, well, yeah, there you I, go. I just about anchorman you again. Yes, oh, no, uh, yeah, okay. I hate people in San Diego. You suck. But anyways, <laughs> uh, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers roadie. Uh, we got a trip in Nashville. I think things will be a lot more open come April. That's when we're going to take place. It's a direct flight with Flair Airlines. You see the Oilers and the Preds and Smash. Nashville, Smash Vegas, Smash Vegas. It'll be a kicker. Reach newestravel.com. What do you got, Brendan? Okay, we we're, were 2012 last year. We'll go to 2013 this time around. Jeff Petrie opening the scoring. Matt Hendricks secures a win with a shorthanded goal 56 seconds into the third period as the Oilers take care of Buffalo 3-2 on the road in front of about 18,500 fans, by the way. Ilya Breeze-Galov turned aside 42 of 44 shots for the W. That was during the 12th. 13 season. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, so that was the year the team was in a playoff spot at the trade deadline after beating Calgary 8-2. to Again, uh, orders now road trip Nashville in April. Flair Airlines direct flight out of Edmonton, $1,750. Reach out to NewWestTravel.com. Uh, we will tell you that Kevin Weeks normally joins us, uh, courtesy of Canadian Power Pack every Thursday for Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, solar, Kevin, uh, not available today. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Just keep an eye on it. Uh, we'll, Louis DeBrusque will join us tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now for GCL Diesel. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta will be on the Friday edition of Oilers Now. I think we're going to get Glenn Anderson as well as uh, part of this alumni game that's going to take place out at Sakers Acres. What does Reed Wilkins have cooking on Inside Sports, Brennan? Uh, you're going to hear from Kevin Lowe likely on that alumni game as well as Oilers forward Dil- uh, Dylan Holloway or prospect, I guess. He'll be Oilers forward soon enough. And retiring Edmonton Elks offensive lineman Matt O'Donnell. All right, there you go. Uh, Reed Wilkins tonight. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then a half hour. Oh, wait, that's uh, that can't be right. It's, no, a, it's a whole show. It's, it's, it's a, I was going to say, <laughs> it's we got uh, a whole show coming up, 3 to 6, Jalen and I, at 6.30 Jet Afternoons. Have a terrific Thursday, everybody. Back at you tomorrow. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.